Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to Racing Boys. And if you ain't listening to them, you get out of the country because you're a communist. I love the Racing Boys. Like Mater says, they make me happier than a tornado in a trailer park. You know, the funny thing about that is the Larry voice and the Mater voice are exactly the same. Get her done. It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, brought to you by Rod and Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We have got a heck of a show lined up for you today. Trenton Barry is going to join us. Brian Holbert is going to join us as well. We're going to talk about the uh, ASCS National Tour schedule with Brian Holbert. And uh, Casey Schumann, an interview that we did on Saturday that we're, we're going to play. And Casey Schumann had a lot to say about what was going on out at I-70, wasn't he, Kirk? Yeah, three, three high-limit dates. Right. Next year, two in June and a midweek show in October. Talked about that and a little hint of uh, some of the other events that they're going to be scheduled out at I-70 Motorsports Park. So good interview with Casey Schumann. For those of you that missed that, we'll uh, play it again a little bit later on in the show. Yeah, no doubt about it. Kirk, um, let's, uh, let's, not, let's not talk about the Chiefs today. Because they they got their butts kicked last night. You just talked about them, though. I, I just you talk, just brought it up. I just brought it up, and as much as I didn't want to bring it up, <laughs> it, it, that that was hey Todd, that wasn't a very good game last night, was it? But I I didn't make it past halftime. A lot a lot a of fan, a lot a of in, a lot of injuries last night. A lot of injuries, just for the Chiefs. A lot of flags. I just yeah. I went to I went to bed at, after halftime. To be honest with you, I was asleep by half. I didn't mean to. I just fell asleep. It wasn't that good of a game as a fan. And right, um, if you're a Chiefs fan, it wasn't. Hey, a good hey game. just so if you, you're a Packers fan, it was a great game. Hey, just so you know, Todd. I fell asleep for the first four minutes of the game. Yeah, like yeah, I it's like you said. It I do not like evening games. It's just not something I've right. ever liked to have to wait all the way around all day to watch a game <laughs> for the Chiefs. Um, I know being prime time means you're one of the better teams, right? But we're just not playing like one of the better teams. Um, we're not. I told you guys this. The last, offense sucks. Yeah, I told you on Saturday we wasn't going to win. I knew you guys didn't buy it when I said, we're not going to win this Green Bay game. We left. I said, I don't have a good feeling about it. I had it down as a loss early on, and when they got really bad, I thought, well, we might pick this win up. But it's Lambeau on uh, prime time, cold. Right. We don't have that good of offense as it is. Pacheco looked great uh, again, had great yardage. I they should have just kept feeding our running backs the ball. What I would like to see more is running on first down <clears throat> because what's going on now is we're so predictable that they know we're going to – Travis Kelsey's covered now. Right. It's To me, it 
it's we're a very predictable offense when you take out the element of right, wide receivers right, right, that we right. have. So no doubt about it. That's that's where I see us at. And yes, guys, it was. If you're a Green Bay fan, I've got some Green Bay fans that friends that they, they played well. They played very well. Got to give they them did, credit. They did. Love played they played great. good. Yeah. Love uh, played great. I want to give a shout out to Marie and Marvin, who's checking in from Miamisburg, Ohio. And uh, I want to thank everybody that's tuning into the show today. Kurt? Feel for, uh, feel for you people out in Pennsylvania that are Eagles fans. Uh, that didn't work out so good yesterday, did it? They lost. 40, 49ers won big. Yeah. My, uh, what uh, what was it? It was, like, a great it was like 42 to 7 or something, double, double wasn't it? Double digit loss. I know that. Uh-uh. Wasn't good. It wasn't good. Yeah. So big, big win for the 49ers who look really good to me right now so right right it'll be interesting to see how all what do we got four or five weeks left before it's getting, the playoffs it's that this we're at the end this is the end of the season you know normally we we back when we used to have a a 16 week season with this has been the last four games but we have you know one extra game but yes this is it the last team has had their bye you know there's no more buys from here on out i believe and uh it should be football you know this is when it matters now, guys. Like you can't lose any games from here on out. Just, right. just uh, the Chiefs cannot afford. Well, the home field is slipping away as we speak. Jaguars play tonight. Jaguars win tonight. They go back to to the top of the. They have home field. Right. And they're not that good of a team, guys. They're just the. They've got a division they're playing in. We're lucky our division really sucked this year. Because if not, we might have a dogfight on our hands. Who knows how yeah. many games we might have, you know, had to who, actually uh, play. Who knows how many more games we're going to lose. Well, I've got us down for two more losses, which doesn't add up well for us, but still gets us in the playoffs. But, man, guys, uh, it's not looking. Right. Patriots should be a win. But I got us maybe lose. I, I, I had us losing one of the Raider games. You know, when my preseason, when I picked our, and I had us losing, going, splitting with the Raiders this right, year. Right, yeah. So we already beat them in their stadium, so, you so, know. So, you know, I'd play the Broncos. So, be Ma- we to play Mark them. Pierce checking in from North Kansas City. How about just that? Just so you know. How you doing? Well, it's nice here in North Kansas City today. Like you said, it's a little chilly out, but the sun is out, How guys. cold is it outside? It's in the 30s still. It's going to be in the 40s today. And you, you, reach... m- you might hear a little hammering going on with the, with my neighbor's roof. They're, they're replacing the roof next door. They picked the best day because right. it's sunny out, right? Right. And uh, there's no wind out there. So even though it's a bit nippy, when you start working on that roof, boy, you know, that gets a little hot up oh, there. Oh, yeah, so. no doubt. Well, I've got a bone to pick with... Uh, the folks who do the live video of the Snowball Derby. Snowball Uh-oh. Derby. Uh, uh, first of I, all, I'm not happy. I'm you not, know a happy not happy. Guy. First of all, Kirk is not happy because they don't have a replay of the Snowball Derby anywhere Nowhere to find. On the universe, in the universe. They don't have it, do they, Kirk? I couldn't watch the race live, but I subscribed <laughs> to, the, to the broadcast, $50.00 thinking I could come back and bucks. watch the replay after it was over and not know the outcome of the race. Right. Uh, that's what Flo does. That's what Dirt Vision does. That's what Racing and Dirt does. They put their... Racing Boys used to do it. Racing Boys did it. <laughs> Racing America does the live video for the Snowball Derby. And so I purchased the broadcast thinking I could come back and watch it later. 
I still haven't seen it because the replay is not on their website. I couldn't find it anywhere. No. So I sent so I sent a message to support at racingamerica.tv or whatever. Their Did support. you ask for a refund? I, well, I never got a response. I said, "When are you putting the re where can I find the replay of the Snowball Derby?" And what did they I, say? I sent them an email last night. I sent them another one this morning, and I never got a response at well, uh, all. Hey, let let me just tell you something about what Racing Boys used to do. When Racing Boys was in the pay per view business, Kirk Elliott would always respond to every email yeah. that was ever came in didn't you and as quickly as possible as quickly as These possible are customers were talking right. about it. even yeah. during chili bowl week he, he, he always did it. he would even during shootout week kirk elliott would be sitting at that desk until grinding the last, it out until right. that last email was answered right. yeah so i i still haven't seen the race and we were going to watch it again together this morning right and we know that ty majeski won the race his second snowball derby win in the last four years we know that we know that Bubba Pollard and Stephen Nasi got into each other took each other out we've seen some brief clips of that on YouTube but not really much and we know that Noah Gregson caused a big wreck that took out more than half the field uh, but other than that I can't really talk about the Snowball Derby other Kirk, than to say Ty Majeski was the winner. Kirk, uh, you'll have to announce the second name for me. Gio, what's his name? Gio Ruggiero. Gio Ruggiero. And Travis Braden was, ended up running third, right? Travis Braden won this race in 2019. So, yeah, he was a uh, third-place finisher. And as we look down through the results, we had some uh, NASCAR Cup Series guys in this race that uh, got caught up. Eric Jones was one of those drivers who got caught up in that big wreck caused by Noah Gragson. But Ryan Priest as well, right? Cole Butcher, who finished, uh, I think he was in the top five last year, was fourth and Matt Craig fifth. Stephen Nassie, after getting involved uh, in that uh, wreck with Bubba Pollard there towards the end of the race, was able to recover and finish sixth but Bubba Pollard had too much damage to his car he ended up 19th so uh we looked down William Swahalich we talked about him on Saturday uh he came up he was probably the biggest mover up through the field he ended up in 10th he's one of the young stars of pavement late model racing these days Carson uh, Quapple Johnny Sauter all finishing up in the top 15 uh, but not, was, not so good not so good for Eric Jones and uh, William Byron, who Kate, I think were caught up in that. Caden Quaffle and Johnny Sauter finished 13th and 14th. Yeah. yeah. So that's all we know about the race. I would have liked to have seen the race before we come on here and talk about it, but wasn't able to. You know, I was at, we had plans. I was out with some friends yesterday, uh, movie group out there, so I thought, you know, it's going to be, I'll be able to come back and watch, watch the, the race. Watch the replay. And not know the outcome of the race like it was live. But uh, Racing America, you failed us. Not good. Not good. You didn't have, I can't and, find that and, and, and replay. The, the worst part about it is that there has been no response to your email. No response to my emails. And you were always quick to respond to yeah. everybody. I said, I just want to know where I can find the replay. Right. And, and 
Right. If it's not up there, when is it going to be up there? Right. Now, they're racing today, the snowflake. And but all of those not, events that were scheduled for Saturday you, got rained out, so they're running them today as we speak. Hey, Kirk, they're charging separate for that, aren't they? Yeah, you could buy a bundle. I think it was uh, instead of $50, you could have paid 60 some dollars. But I was just interested in the Snowball Derby, mm-hmm. you know, 300 lapper. That's all I care so about. So the Snowflake is today? Snowflake is running, I think, as we speak. Wow. But we talked Saturday morning. The weather forecast didn't look good at Pensacola. I said they'd be lucky to get anything in. And sure enough, the whole day was wiped out. So. Maybe maybe we should put that up on one of our screens. I, I didn't subscribe to it, so we have no access to it. Well, we could. I'm not going to spend any more money with Race in America until I get a response back from it. <laughs> Flow Racing needs to step in and cover this event. That That would solve everything. You think? Yeah. You think, what about uh, Race Boys covering it? We don't do live video anymore. Well, we could. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I think it ought to be on flow. That that would be a good place for it. Uh, Kirk, the the ASCS National Tour date dates come out. Last night they dropped, didn't they? Right, they did. Yeah. What we, What do you think of the dates? Uh, some interesting uh, changes on the schedule here. Uh, a couple of dates at Texas Motor Speedway. They're going back out west. They're going back out to uh, Montana you, this year. You know what I see that I really enjoy? I see a lot of $5,000 to win dates Yeah, on, on the tour this year. One of those at Lakeside Speedway on Memorial right. Weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting schedule. We'll talk with Brian Holbert about that here just a little bit. I think the biggest news has to be they're going out to Kokopal Speedway in January to yeah. open up the season. Right. What do you think about that? Well, we used to do that, if you remember. Yeah. We used to we used to finish out the season out at Kokopal Speedway. Remember that? Yes. We, we always finish the season at Kokopal. Now you're going to open the season at Kokopal Speedway. I, you know what? I'm thinking about have uh, might have to go out there and, and check that out. Go out and stay in the casino or take the motorhome or the RV out there? I, I'm thinking about taking the RV out there because they've got an RV campground right over there by by the uh, the casino. January 26th and 27th at Kokopo. Kokopaw. 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 February 2nd and 3rd, the next weekend at Central Arizona Raceway in Casa Grande, Arizona. Right. They're paying $5,000 at uh, Texas Motor Speedway. They're paying $5,000 at Lakeside Speedway. They're paying $5,000 at Lawton Speedway. And they're paying, let me look down here through the schedule, Lone Star Speedway in Kilgore, Texas. They're going to pay $5,000 to win there as well. And here is the biggest news of maybe of everything that's going on with the uh, American Sprint Car Series is that they're going to pay $10,000 at Lucas Oil Speedway. Did you see that, Kirk? Yeah, that's the the Jesse Hawkins Daniel McMillan Memorial Race, right? right? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. How about that? And what, what did they have? How much had they paid that event? I'm not sure what the, the pay was. I don't think it was ten grand, was it? No, it, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think it was. 
So that that's certainly a big thing. And then the uh, short track nationals. Uh, this year, they tried to run that the first weekend in October. It got rained out. They tried again in late October, early November. Rained it out. Never did get the event in. And I see November 1st and 2nd are the dates at Texarkana 67 Speedway for the Short Track Nationals. Yeah. So what do you think about that? They're not going to try again to run in early October like they did this year. No. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to go with the traditional early November date they when they used to run the short track nationals you think they'll get any better then than they did I can't imagine that they would get flooding rains two years in a row in early October at Texarkana Speedway but maybe they're worried about that but I would I would have thought that they would have tried again for the early October date for the short track nationals. And, and it doesn't mention how much they're going to pay for that race did you see that? It says, to be announced. To be announced. I think it's going to be more than it's ever been. That's what I think. So 20000 for the Knoxville Nationals? Is that right? For the 360 Knoxville Nationals? Yes. Yeah. And that the short track Nationals at Texarkana and the Knoxville uh, 360 Nationals uh, will not be carried by Race and Dirt, but Race and Dirt will carry all the other events mm-hmm. on the schedule this year. So. And Texas Dirt, Motor Dirt, Speedway. Dirt Vision's going to carry Knoxville, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, Texas Motor Speedway, uh, as we did, talked did, about did earlier. Did they re-up with Dirt Vision? Do you know if they did or not? Yeah. Did they? Yeah, it's the, the carrying all the World of Outlaws events and Knoxville Raceway. Yeah. yeah. Dirt Vision will do all their events again. And as we mentioned, Texas Motor Speedway, three dates there, uh, early April and then early October. Now, those early October dates that we talked about that we thought that's where the short track nationals are going to go. Right. That's the Texas Motor Speedway. Hey, Kirk, what did the 360 year? nationals pay last year? Do you know what it paid? Oh, I can't. I can't recall. Yeah. But that's $20,000. That's a lot of money. We call up Brian Brown. He knows. He won it. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to talk to Brian Hobart here in just a little bit about uh, the ASCS national tour schedule couple of dates, and we're going to get Trent and Barry on here just a little bit. Trent and Barry and uh, Austin Kruger are part owners of Mississippi Thunder Speedway up in Fountain City, Wisconsin. They're going to co-promote a couple of dates of the ASCS National Tour at Mississippi Thunder and at Winnesheek Raceway in Decorah, Iowa, the weekend of September 6th and 7th. Heartland Modified Tour, right? Uh, Well, that's the... uh, they're going to co-promote the ASCS National Tour at those dates right? up there. But, yeah, that's the other big news that we're going to be talking with Trenton about here in a little bit. Uh, he and Austin, along with Eric Chesterman, have uh, formed the Heartland Modified Tour and have purchased the uh, American Racing Modified Tour, uh, which uh, we talked about this on Saturday morning. I think it's a good idea. I, th- I like what they're doing here. They're going to create the Heartland Modified Tour that will have dates in eastern Kansas, western Missouri, and northern Oklahoma. And I know Lakeside Speedway would talk with Ralph Palmer, general manager at Lakeside Speedway, the other morning. Uh, uh, He's going to have a couple of those dates. Hey, I, I don't want anything to do with promoting. Just so I don't you know. either. Uh-uh. I got that information. So if the fifteen thousand is what Knoxville or what the three sixty nationals where they moved up to it twenty. It paid last year yeah, fifteen so grand. To, That's what it was. So I um, 
How much they pay? So if you was to uh, win the race and lead all 30 laps, you could win 35000 this year. Yeah, because the lap money. Five grand. Yeah, the, the lap five, money. You get the 500 for the lap money. So yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's up five grand, and so that puts you at about thirty-five grand if you could come out there. and So that's, like you said, it's a pretty good payday. It's up, up another five grand from last year. Right, and yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of schedules being dropped on Friday. Had a lot of news. Friday was a big news day. We it had, was. We had the high-limit schedule drop. Uh, we had the news about I-70 Motorsports Park and uh, their their dates uh, for next year. The Lucas Oil Late Model Series schedule uh, was released on Friday as well. And uh, then here yesterday, uh, we had the USMTS uh, schedule and the ASCS National Tour schedule. So all of these schedules being dropped before PRI show, which... Uh, means that what USAC are the only schedules that are going to be released during the PRI show. This High year? Limit Series pays no less than ten thousand dollars to win. Yeah, right. And uh, we discussed a little bit about the uh, High Limit Series on Saturday morning. the The biggest thing uh, that stuck out with me, Scott, on that High Limit Series is no events throughout the entire month of March. March. Yeah. Meanwhile, the World of Outlaws has. Uh, has it loaded through the month of March, and with no restrictions on high-limit racers, they can go... How, how many of those high-limit full-timers are going to go race with the Outlaws in the month of March? They're free uh, to do so. Yeah. But, you know, what What good is it going to do them, Kirk, to go run with the World of Outlaws, except to to race for a win with the World of Outlaws, that that's the most important and thing. And if Brad Sweet comes in and wins a World of Outlaws race, he can have from what he can go back and say, "Hey, look, I we we still have guys out here that can go out and I think you're going to compete see, with the Outlaws and win." From what I've seen, a couple articles I've just read, and I've been snooping. I think Rico's going to run a completely total outlaw schedule. Completely, he's going to he teased a little bit on David Gravel's podcast that outlaw was what he always wanted to be and where the money's going to be right i think what you're going to see is him doing exactly that he's probably going to run high limits on all the weekends where he can see the big payday and a place to win and then when luke when he can jump over and run that he's going to hit the other hey but there was a picture yesterday that came up and i've got a couple texts uh one of them was from marie she always sends me information uh, God bless her, man. I, I can't thank Marie enough for giving me a lot of information that happens out there on the East Coast. But there was a picture yesterday of Brad Sweet and Rico Abreu, and they had some papers in front of them. Like he was getting ready to sign something. Like he was getting ready to yeah. sign something. Do you think that Rico Abreu is going to buy in on the High Limit Series? Do you think so, Kurt? I don't know. This picture would lead you to believe that's certainly a possibility. It, it he is. Says, a- he says, I've got my poker face on today. Right. And then he's sitting there with Brad Sweet getting ready with some papers right in front of him. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on there. I can't imagine that Rico would change what he's doing, which has worked for him, and that just right. run uh, you know, a full open schedule of whatever he wants to run. Marie says the weather in March will be a big factor because, as you know, Kirk, March is kind of sketchy a little bit, 
right? Yeah. It's always been sketchy here in the Midwest. Right. For sure. It's always been really sketchy. Well, the Outlaws are going to go full bore in mm-hmm. March, racing at a lot of different racetracks in Texas and down south, and we'll see how it works out. I think the only downside to the High Limit Series, you start off in February and you get momentum built up, and then all of a sudden you shut it down for a month. Right. I, I don't know if that's the right move or not, but that's what High Limit Series is going to do. It's going yep. to be interesting, like I said before, to see – what high limit drivers are going to go run those outlaw dates in uh, March, which yep. they're free to do so. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. When we come back, Brian Holbert, the voice of the Lucas, uh, I, I say that all the time, the ASCS National Sprint Car Tour is going to join us next right here on Mostly Motorsports. listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together uh, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing spread car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports, and it's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Joining us now on the show is the voice of the American Sprint Car Series, Brian Hobart joins us. Brian, how you doing, bud? Uh, doing all right. More more focused on, on small cars and big cars these days. Now, uh, so let, let's start off by talking about the Chili Bowl a little bit. I noticed that there was 140 cars that have checked in, but we know that that number is going to increase to somewhere over 300 cars, right? It's 172 as, to, as of today. In fact, um, before you called, I was working on getting all that in the website. So we're, we're about on pace with the rate that the entries came in last year. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Brian, I, I've got to say, when I take a look at the schedule this year, there is a lot of $4,000 to win races, and there's a bunch of $5,000 to win races, and the Knoxville National 360 Nationals is going to pay 20000 to win this year, right? Yeah, and, you know, and that's what it paid last year, and you know, plus you throw lap money on top of that, and then short track you know that was supposed to be twenty thousand last year and unfortunately mother nature got the best of that but i don't see tim going backwards on that of course i'm not saying that's what it's going to pay i have not received all that confirmation yet but you know the the last year one of the goals was to was to get the purses up a little bit in 360 racing and terry accomplished some of that he's trying to continue that this year with adding some more five thousand win shows making the bulk of them 4,000 a win and, you know, just trying to add to it. Right. It's, you know, 410 racing, you're seeing a lot, lot, lot of purses go up and 
you know, Terry recognizes that that needs to happen on the 360 side as well, and that's what he's been working on. So did did last year, did the Jesse Hockett-Daniel McMillan Memorial pay 10000 to win? Yes. It did. Okay. I wasn't sure of that. I, 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 I You know, I, I'm so proud of what Terry has done with the series. He, he has done a, a magnificent job at really running the American Sprint Car Series, hasn't he? He's done a good job, you know, and he's, you know, not only is the owner, he's a director, so he has that firsthand view of everything going on every night. And, you know, sometimes I I feel like maybe he's got himself spread a little bit too thin, but, you know, he's he's right in the middle of it, so he gets to see what's happening and, you know, gets to hear direct feedback, sometimes, you know, rather emotional right? being at the racetrack, but... It's all stuff that, as somebody who runs and owns a series, needs to know. And not only does he have that, he's got now 600 and you know, and everything else that he does. So just this coming year, between the two national series, he's got 100 shows. Uh, Brian, you're getting the travel schedule back out there again, going out to uh, open up the season out in Arizona, and uh, you're heading back out uh, into the Rocky Mountain area. Just kind of talk about expanding the schedule back and opening up at Kokopal Speedway in January. You know, that was the thing with everything that had been going on coming out of the pandemic and and recognizing that for our teams, it's tough to go coast to coast. And, and even when you guys were on the road with us, that's a hard, hard schedule to run going from all the way to the East Coast, all the way to the West Coast. And what we would see is about mid-season, we go from having about, you know, 10 to 13 travelers, we drop down to about seven. And right. it was tough to get those guys back because at that point, they're out of the point fund, you know, they're, they're out of the tow money. So yeah, they're going to go find something else to do where, and Emmett had started doing it even when he owned the series and consolidating back in the Midwest. And Terry was able to, to carry that. And we saw a larger follow, a larger following, better car counts. And it's allowed him to rebuild a little bit. And this year, as smartly as possible, adding some of those expanded dates and, and going back out to Montana where, you know, there's really been a demand for us to go back and go back out to Arizona at a time of the year where, you know, a lot of those guys, it's too far to travel to Florida. Right. So, you know, we'll, we'll give them something to, to go out and race and, and race for some decent money. Right. And, and you're going to Gallatin and electric city speedway. And we haven't been uh, the, 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 ASCS National Tour hasn't been back to Electric City Speedway in some time, right? 2015. 2015. And that that was a great race that night that, if I remember right, there was three leaders on the last lap of that race, wasn't there? Yeah, it it was insane. I mean, that was an absolutely insane race. And I don't remember the first time we went there, uh, Joe Raymaker about whooped whooped up on everybody. He did, yeah. Uh, I noticed that Brock Limley pulled off the upset on that race. I remember that race too. That, right, that, right. That was a great one. Uh, now, don't wanna... ask me how I can remember that, but don't ask me what I have. For <laughs> right, <breakfast. laughs> yeah. No doubt. Uh, I want to touch back on uh, the short track nationals. Uh, yeah, that was terrible. That uh, both event weekends that was tried to run those events got rained out early October and and uh, uh, later in in the year got wiped out too. But I noticed that. Uh, you're going to go to the late, early November dates instead of retrying early October. Instead, you're going to Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, hey, Brian, just so you know, I made it 100 miles from Texarkana for that race 
and, and it got rained out that night. I was 100 miles from Texarkana the night before it was supposed to happen, and it got rained. I was rained. 100 feet from the flag stand. You were 100 feet from the flag stand. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. No, that's one of those. It was, uh, you know, that when you're in that position of you're looking at your local forecast and you're, you know, and you trust your local forecasters because they know the area better than a national forecast for the most part. And, and we've seen that all over the country where you'll look at, you know, the 15 apps you have in your phone and they're all going off of the national forecast and they're saying, well, there's no way this, this race should be in where the local guy's saying, no, like it's, it's going to be just a, a glancing blow and we're fine. And the local guy is usually a little bit more spot on in this case, you know, everybody was off and right. it ended up, yeah, it rained and it's a terrible position to be in because you are, you, are you making the right call? Yes. Are you making the wrong call? Yes. Yeah. No doubt. I guess my question was, Brian, why not go back to that early October date and try it again instead of early November? That's a that's a question for Tim Crawley. Right. He made that call. He's the only guy that could answer that question, right? So you're going to right. the Texas Motor Speedway. Talk about that. And, you know, Devil's Bowl Speedway not around anymore. You're still going to be in the Dallas Metroplex area, and this time Texas Motor Speedway for three dates. How big is that for you? It's neat to see that the dirt track is is still is still operational. I mean, it, it's been off and on, off and on, and you know, for them and this year, they're coming out with a bang because they've got outlaw races, they've got high limits races, they've got ASCS races. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And what's good about that is the track is going to get more use, and it's just going to get better. I know that was one of the big criticisms of the surface is the lack of use just made it so hard and and so abrasive. It was hard to put on a really good show. Well, now right. you're going to have people out there working it and, and and getting it loosened up and ready to go, specifically for sprint car racing. And that's one of the things is, you know, you run a modified or a late model show, you need the track to be a little bit harder. For a sprint car show, you need to be just a little bit softer to give these guys something to work with. So I'm really glad about that. And the other thing, too, is being able to work in some different tracks like RPM Speedway. That's one that I mean, personally, I've wanted to go to for years. It's a really quick, cool little quarter mile. You know what neighbors and everybody and Martin have done down there to to build that track back up. I'm really looking forward to that one as well. Hey, Brian, let me get off topic just a little bit. What what do you think about the High Limit Series taking on the World of Outlaws this year? What's your thoughts on that? I don't know. I mean, I I've, I've seen it done before. Right. And we've seen the results of it, and I'm not, I'm not foreshadowing, and I'm not saying anything bad about either series. It's going to be interesting. Um, sometimes competition is good, right? Sometimes, you know, we we see the results of it. So, but if it if it gives the the teams another option, and it gives gives tracks another option that maybe you know they weren't sure about running a show, but they they want to try something different and it works out, then it's better for the sport. Right. Um, but that's uh, – it's good. I think everybody, even the establishment, is kind of taking a step back and just going, all right, let's – you know, they, they've, they've run a, a small midweek deal. Now let's see what it's like running a full-on, full-out schedule. Right, no doubt about it. Uh, I, Me personally – you know, I, I've seen 410 racing making a little bit of a comeback, but I'm afraid that 
in in my eyes, I'm afraid this is going to fracture 410 racing a little bit. In in my it, eyes, well, and it goes back to the problem with racing in general is people are too quick to draw battle lines. You know, right. it's you you have to be either 410 or you have to be 360 or you have to be outlaws or you have to be posse or you have to be not. You know, you can't just be a fan. You can't just be a racer. Right. Yeah. You know, everybody has to draw a battle line. The in my opinion. When everybody decides that they actually just want to race and race for the betterment of racing, that's when the sport will take care of itself. Yeah. But yeah. as long as we're sitting back drawing battle lines, then it's never gonna it's never gonna progress as a sport. And I'm kind of the enigma. I don't care if it's a slot car race, a tuner race, or a modified or a sprint car race. I just want to see something go ahead and done. Right. No, I, I, I'm with you. I'm in the same boat. I I, I feel like we've got to take a wait and see approach right now uh, uh, and just watching the world of outlaws and watching the the high limit series and just see how they function together because and, and i don't know if you know this or not brian but the high limit series takes the entire month of march off i i just don't understand that i i, I see them gaining momentum all the way up until february and then they take the entire month off in march well Having experienced upteen rainouts through the months of March and April, I can understand completely. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, we'll see how many they get in, too. But, you know, Brian, don't you think that most racers don't really like drawing battle lines either? If you put out good money and give you, the racer a great enough. experience, they'll show right. up where the money's at and right. where they think they can win. Don't that, that, that the way most racers feel? Racers are going to race. Yeah. To, 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 to quote Joe Duvall, Racers are going to race. Right. No doubt. And, you know, it's politics bore me. Um, I, I understand if, if as a person who helps with a series, when you make a commitment to a series, you need to follow through in that commitment. Right. The one thing about ASCS, even from Emmett all the way to Terry, is, hey, tell me you're going to run. As long as you show up, you're fine. Now, we do have our 24-hour rule, and that is to – Obviously, protect the national race, because if you go run somewhere, wide your stuff up, and you can't race, well, that's not good. Right, no doubt. But, as, you know, as long as you can get it done, you can get it done. But, right. and I understand the position of the outlaws of like, hey, if you're going to run our series, run our series. Yep. It's like if you're running, whether it's World of Outlaw Late Models or Lucas Late Models, but that's where we all need to work together and not book on top of each other. And you but have a responsibility. I was going to say you have a responsibility of the race fan to let them know who's going to be racing at your event, do you not? No, that's the point of the series. We're there to promote our drivers. Right, no doubt. You know, that's why, you know, if you look at the end of every national press release, there is a full list of our drivers who say, yes, they're national drivers. Yeah, no doubt. And our good friends over at Racing Dirt, they're going to have all the coverage for you with the American Sprint Car Series this year, right? Indeed, Stick and Trent, they... They came on and have done an absolutely fantastic job, you know, and it's, is it as big as flow? No, it's not. Right. Not by a long shot. No doubt. The quality, the production, the ease of setup, and, and I'm looking at it from, from, from my point of view as somebody who is providing content to a broadcast. When I roll in, it's going to be, 
Michael Jackson's my producer. Cordell's going to be my top camera. Uh, if Heather's available, she might do infield. Uh, we might have a couple other people doing infield. But it's going to have a two or three camera shoot nearly every time. I know exactly where to set my board. They know exactly where to hook up. We know exactly what time we're going to test and do everything. And it was great. I didn't have any complaints the entire rest of the year as far as setup, audio, video. And obviously there's going to be technical difficulties because guess what? Technology sometimes sucks. Right. It, that, but, that just happens when you do live pay-per-view broadcasts. People don't really, oh yeah. people don't really get it when, when they think about what it takes to do a live pay-per-view broadcast because everybody's going to have problems at some point in time during their well, broadcast. I went off on a little bit of a rant. It wasn't this, this season. It was last season because I got a complaint that it was a terrible broadcast because we didn't have instant replay. So people forget when you send us stuff with your name, we can usually track down who you are via social media. Right. The guy that sent me the complaint is sitting in Utah. Oh, my We're gosh. in Missouri. So your subscription afforded you to not have to travel, spend money on gas, hotels, anything else. You're drinking your beer, eating your food, using your electricity, which is going to cost minimal for the amount of time we're talking here. Mm -hmm. And you're mad because we didn't have NFL quality instant replays. Yeah, no doubt. So I, I went off on a rant basically explaining this is your normal setup for a race that's live streaming. And it was a picture of the camera, the tripod, the TriCast unit, or be the, the the Live 2 unit, and the laptop, right. and a small mixing board. I said, this is your typical setup, and this even right here is pushing $15,000 just in equipment. Right Now, this instant replay that you're, that you're wanting so bad, that unit, in order to do that on the fly alone, is $10,000. Yeah, no this doubt. This is one person shooting and producing the entire show. Now, if you have a producer and somebody that can actually take as it's being saved and pull it up into a separate screen and go back, then yes, they can do that manually. But that requires the use of a second person. You explained it very but, well. We but, know all about that, Brian. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What you're See, saying is, I'm preaching to the, but I'm preaching to the choir when I'm yeah. talking to you. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, you're right. You're dead it, on right about all of that. You, sure. you know, that that's... I, I don't know if you know it, but Kirk is 67, right? Are you 67? 67. 67 you're years 62, old. But you're still and, and, than and, me. and I'm 60. <laughs> I'm, I'm 63 years old, and we just got tired of grinding up and down the road. Kirk and I are just radio guys. That's what we do. We're having fun now, Brian. We're, we're having more fun than we've ever had before right now doing our two little shows every week. Brian, we only work four hours a week. Oh, a little more than that. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, it's the American dream, working less and making more. <laughs> That's it. But we're still, we still get to go to all these races, uh, Brian. And uh, what I'm looking forward to, we're getting well, to that well, time knows, of the year. But it gives me the stink eye the whole time. Oh, what what'd you say there, Brian? <laughs> I said, you go, but then you give me the stink eye the whole time. No, I don't. You're, hey, listen, listen, <laughs> Brian, you, you've you always been a, a good friend of mine. We've traveled up and down the road. How many years did we travel up and down the road together? 
10 years, and would you expect me to not give you hell? No, no, I expect you to give me a little <laughs> bit of hell. I, 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 I expect it, yeah. All right, I want to talk about what's coming up here. You got the. You, it won't be long if you start putting the track in the Expo Center. I uh, uh, got the Tulsa Shootout, the Chili Bowl coming up, Brian. Uh, we touched on a little bit about the entries coming in for the Chili Bowl. Let's talk about Shootout. Uh, any big changes for uh, the big event coming up right after Christmas? Other than it's ending on a Sunday this year, about every 10 years or so, the calendar rolls around where we race on a Sunday, and this be one of them. And it's interesting because we're not racing in 2024, but it is the 2024 event, and that happens about every five or six years. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting trying to explain to people, like, no, this is really the 2024 event. It just happens to end on New Year's Eve. Next year, the calendar will correct itself, and, and we'll be you know splitting New Year's like normal. But the pace that the entries are coming in for the shootout is mind-boggling. How how many do you have so far, Brian? It's over thirty. It was thirteen thirty nine. Wow! Already thirteen thirty nine. So to put that into perspective, last year we were seven entries off of the overall record at the event, but we had over sixteen hundred drivers, like sixteen sixty five, that drew in. That was a new record for entries that were actually tallied. And, and yes, yes, we are racing. Right. Uh, it, when we cut off on December 15th last year, when we cut off the pre-entry prior to the event, we were 1530-something. Wow. Do you think we're you'll... We're almost there. Do you think we'll break the record this year? We're, uh, we're on record watch. Right. Because so, the, dev- the deadline for discounted entry was last week. And when Matt left here, he had a stack in his hand of entries that he had written out that looked like worn piece. Wow. Can you get all those entries inside the building? Yes. Yeah, no doubt. Because the good thing is, is, you, is you'll have a guy that enters four classes, but it's one car. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no that doubt. That makes a difference. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, uh, ends on a Sunday this year, and the Chili Bowl, we, we see that Logan Seavey is going to be back driving for Kevin Swindell again this year, right? Yeah, I know there was some there was some question about that because you know he'd been driving for for Abacus and but I mean you got to dance with the one that brought you you know what yeah. him and Kevin and, and Jordan did last year was amazing their first year as car owners and with Kevin's experience to come in and with Jordan supporting him like that to come in and pull off a win it was just incredible yeah no doubt you know, and not only that Kevin came in as a champion car owner for the shootout with Gavin Bochel. Yeah, no doubt. So he, so he may not be racing, but that doesn't mean he's not winning drillers. Right. Um, the The only bummer is is that Rico's going to be over in Australia racing, and, 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 and Kyle Larson, he's decided that he's not going to come back to the Chili Bowl. He's going to go do some late model racing. How, how much is, is that a factor into bringing people into the expo center hard to tell i mean yeah. it, if, if you want to race you can race you know rico has wanted to go to australia forever and to finally get the opportunity to do that absolutely but he'll be back he'll be back to chili you know, sure. he, no doubt. he's not yeah. you know rico rico is a is a man of the fans he's a racer's racer right um 
if you want to go run late models, go run late models. That's fine. You know, this uh, this opens up opportunities for other people to win the Chili Bowl. Absolutely. Doesn't it? It does. I mean, there, there's no question about that. I mean, the, the race last year, okay, so if other if other players are in the game, does Logan win the race? Right. But at the same time, as determined as they were, I don't know if anybody was going to beat them. Yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, Tanner Thorson, Logan CB, and Sammy would be the three former champions that would be there this year. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, no There's doubt. There's going to. I think somebody new is going to win this year. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I, I think that Justin Grant has the best chance to win this year. You know, I, I feel like every year coming in, Justin's right there, and right. it's always, it's always, it always goes back to it's the five cent part that screws you. Right, no doubt. You know, I feel like that he's been snake bit by that, but he's due. That I feel like that Chili Bowl luck has to swing around and finally pay off for him. I'm hoping. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I, I think he gets it. If there's anybody in that building, I feel like has been so close, but so far in the last five years, it's him. Yeah, no doubt. Brian, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. And I, I, I love it when you bust my balls, just so you know. <laughs> well, the, the problem is if we were ever actually really nice to each other, we'd be convinced we were mad at each other. No doubt. <laughs> I, 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 I love you, Brian. I, I can't thank you enough for being enough uh, on the show today. I, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for having me you on. Do, you right. do a good job of keeping Scotty Cook in line there, Brian. So good hey, job. Hey, how, that's a, I, I, that's a, hey, hang on. That's a full-time position. Hey, listen, I, I know about that job because I traveled with him for so many years. Now, you, you guys share a room together, don't you? So he goes to bed right as the sun comes up, and yep. I get up and wake him up and say, hey, we got to check out. <laughs> right, yeah. That, that's so there, there's, been, there's been a lot of mornings where I don't think I have Scotty Cook. I think I have you know the artist formerly known as Scotty Cook. Right, yeah, no doubt. You know, and, and, about, and about 2 o'clock after a nap or so, he, he comes around, and it's, it's Scotty again. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Bubba Hyde. Right, no doubt. I've been there and done that with him before many a time. So thanks, Brian. Appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. Thanks, guys. See you soon. All right. Happy holidays. All right. There you go. Brian Hobart, the voice of the ASCS National Sprint Car Tour. Man, he, he does a great job. He, he is, let me just say this. Brian Hobart is one of the very best announcers in the business, isn't he? Yeah. he's uh, He does a great job. He's been doing it a long time now with the ASCS. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. He's uh, he's one of the best out there, no doubt about it. So yeah, uh, just before we go to break, uh, SprintCarStuff.com is a place to go if you want to catch up on your Christmas shopping. They got a lot of great items up there at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Get signed Race up for the sweepstakes the while you're Hall at it. Win a Z06 Corvette.com yep. for the torch red Corvette that they're going to be giving away next year. And uh, a year from now, they're going to be drawing for the Triple uh, X chassis Al Parker Racing Engine Complete Race Ready 410 Sprint Car. Win a SprintCar.com to get signed up for that. Eldora Speedway is going to be the track they're going to be saluting next year. We'll talk more about that as the weeks go on. But, uh, all of that going on at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Yep, no doubt. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, 
Trenton Berry is going to join us next, right? Is that right? Absolutely. Trenton Berry is going to join us next here on uh, Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more right here on Mostly Motorsports. Listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. I was in the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Joining us now from RacingDirt.com is Trenton Barry. Trenton, how you doing, buddy? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Or afternoon, I guess I should say. It's afternoon, just so you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We just got done talking to Brian Holbert about the, uh, the 2024 ASCS National Tour schedule. Man, that schedule is loaded with a bunch of $5,000 to win races, isn't it? Man, it really is. It looks great. Um, just blessed to be a small part of that thing. Um, that's been a, a, a terrific relationship and a series that I know, I know you guys hold, hold dear to your hearts. Always, you always had and always will. And, um, I'm kind of proud to help, help showcase kind of that next era of, of that tour and you know, Terry's taking on after a legend, and, and um, you know, I'm so appreciative of the, the foundation you guys laid for, for what we were able to do with, with um, Racing Dirt, so uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool to, uh, to to be involved with, and I'm not going to lie to you. And, Scott, I know that when I, uh, I was still kind of wet behind the ears, I wasn't the biggest sprint car guy, and, and this has nothing to do with business, but I am paying more attention to it now. And I can tell you this: I, I really enjoy. Over the years, I have I have opened my eyes to the entire cross section of motorsports, whether it's weekly racing with stock cars, whether it's open wheel stuff with, with sprint cars. Um, I, I really I enjoy it, and I've I've grown to 
So love that tour and, and our involvement with it. I'm just so appreciative for the opportunity there. As you know, I, I spent 13 years out on that tour, and um, it it's near and dear to my heart, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know it is. Yeah, so, you know, I, I've, I've got a lot of miles I've traveled up and down the road with that national tour, and um, let me just say this. You guys have been doing a great job over there doing the broadcast for them. Well, and I, and I appreciate that. We're, you know, as, as the tour grows and – and viewership grows and all that. We got plans to, to to do even more. You know, I mean, in a in a perfect world, I'd love two identical crews, um, one for the USMTS and one that could operate on that same level for ALCS. And and, and I, I really, and I'm not just trying to lip service. I think we're going to get there with it. Um, I don't know that it'll be this year, but I think this year will be a little better than last year. And I'm just looking to build on it too. And and what I'm what what Stick and I kind of in, in this phase of, of race and dirt and what we're doing is, you know, we're really looking to be, <laughs> we just kind of got pigeonholed as the video guys for a lot of years, you know, and, and always wanted to, to be more involved and, and to do more things and to kind of work a little more towards dealing with our own fate. You know, in the, in the media world, you got you got a lot of fate up in the air and it's in the hands of a lot of other people. And, and uh, it's no different than the networks broadcasting college sports and professional sports and all that. But um, I just wanted to get a little more in control of, of our own destiny a little bit. And, um, man, we've just partnered with some great people all, all the way around. And, uh, I, I was tickled to death. You know, we're able to take the ASCS to Wisconsin for the first time ever. And I'm telling you, they are going to rip around the Mississippi Thunder Speedway in September. And they're going to back that up the next night. That racetrack in Decorah, Iowa, that's one of the best little bull rings around that thing. That thing's a circle. Those guys, are they're never going to be straight more than just the time it takes you to snap your fingers. And it's going to present quite a challenge. And um, to our knowledge, uh, the people I've talked to at Decorah, they have never had any kind of open-wheel race at that racetrack that, that anybody can recall. Um, so that's that's really cool. Mississippi Thunder is going to announce another one um, early in the season, not an ASCS race, but but they haven't had a lot of open-wheel stuff right there, too. And uh, Bob and Tyrone, they'll, they'll keep that racetrack tacked up, and, and it'll be just on fire that night for, for that race. So I'm really looking forward to that. And that entire schedule is so, so Trenton, So, Trenton, you're going to promote two races with an ASCS yep. national tour this year, right? Tell me what races yep. you're going to do. Those are the ones he just talked about. Right. Yeah, with Terry. Those, yeah. those two right there, Mississippi Thunder, and then the other one's Winnership Raceway. Is the name of it. It's Winnership County. They're so, right in Decor, Iowa. It's a cool racetrack. Kirk, you've probably seen it. Um, it's it's right there in the middle of town. It's, it's a really neat uh, fairgrounds racetrack. I've never been there before, even though I've been okay. there. <laughs> but I, yeah. I would want to go there sometime. But, they, yeah, how far difference – How how far is the distance between Fountain City, Wisconsin, and Decorah? Not an hour, hour and 15 minutes, maybe. Something like that. Very, very close. Wow. Uh, very close, yeah. So it's it's neat. That's a really cool spot in Iowa. That's where Luther University is there. Right. Um, but So, like, most of Iowa is flat farm ground. This is like uh, river bluffs and aggressive terrain and hills and it's cool. It's a super awesome part of Iowa. Decor Iowa is a beautiful town. Um, yeah. We've had some Pat Pat Grandson USMTS races there at Decor over the years too. I'm telling you, I think I think the series is just going to race incredible up there. And 
you know, it's always good to showcase new tours to new groups of fans, and this is going to be a place that they've, they've right. not really been before, but but a place that's a super strong racing market. So uh, people, they're, they're going to take to each other like a hand in the glove. I, I plan on going to more ASCS races this year than I did last year, and I, I, there, there's a, get your get your butt to Mississippi Thunder Speedway. I'll I'll leave the pit passes at the gate for you, Scott. I'm serious. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm no BS, man. Martin, put that one on your calendar and make, make a plan to be there. Hey, it's hey, going to be off the charts. I, I all I need is Terry to put me on the list for every race. That's what I need. I just need Terry to put me on the list for every race that I yeah, want to go free, to. We're free that weekend because they moved Kansas Speedway to late September. So hey, I don't. I, 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 I can't. I, I can't. I can't do Terry's dirty work for him, but you, you can do that work. But I can. I can tell you those two. Come on, look, load Kirk up with you, and you two boys keep him between the ditches, and we'll see you about five hours up the road. Hey, I don't know if you know it, but Kirk and I bought an RV. I don't know if you know Perfect. that, and, and we bought a Perfect. and we bought a one ton pickup truck, a dually pickup truck, that we can Perfect. pull the RV all over the country, and that's Please. what that's what I'm going to do this year. I'm going to go to more races this year than I've been to since I've been out on the road. I I, I, I guarantee. I guarantee you can camp at Mississippi Thunder Speedway, and I'll get you an answer on Wednesday Raceway. I bet you can there too. Right. But I know you can at Fountain City. All right, Trent, we want to talk about this, uh, the new uh, Heartland Modified Tour, but f- first things first, uh, the most breaking news, the USMTS yeah. national schedule uh, was released yesterday. What are your thoughts about uh, 2024 on the USMTS national tour? Yeah, a lot of familiar places and uh, a lot of places we hadn't been in a while, a few of those too. So um, I think there's only a couple new racetracks on that thing that I hadn't been to. I have not yet been to Beatrice. Um, which uh, is going to be fantastic. And uh, what's the other one? Fair, Fairmont, Minnesota, I believe, is the other one that I hadn't been to. I don't have it right here in front of me, but um, when I was looking at it, I uh, I think we've been to, been to most places at some point. But, man, just, uh, you know, just another cross-section of great racetracks. Really, right. um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super pumped to go get after it and see what the what the year's going to have in store. We um. All we, right. added the racing dirt, we added the Racing Dirt TV Challenge as well, which it kind of got buried in that press release, but there's a separate story on the USMTS website. But they're going to, the drivers are perfect attendance, and they're going to have to meet a couple other criteria uh, with, through their social media. But we've uh, we've established a pool of $30,000 that we're going to distribute evenly amongst the, the perfect attendance drivers at the banquet next year, too, uh, just to try to help offset uh, some of the travel expense and uh, just another way to show our appreciation. You know, we. We pay these racetracks a lot of money to stream these races. Um, we make a pretty good investment in the USMTS through sponsorship and rights fees that go to the USMTS, too, and kind of that last one hanging out there with the drivers, and we wanted to do something. Right. We're not not really in a spot to sponsor individually. That just kind of opens yourself up to a, a lot of questions and things that really don't need to happen in our situation. But when we had the chance to put something together that could benefit everybody that supports that series um, on a full-time basis, um, we were really excited. We we took this program to Todd, and we talked through two or three different things that we'd like to do, and and um, and he was all for it. So I hope I hope that that is reciprocated uh, by the racers that, that they'll appreciate what what's going on there. And I, I really, uh, above all else, it's going to make the tour stronger. So I hope that the promoters are able to see 
that, that this money directed to these racers is an investment in those, in those races and those specific events on a night-to-night basis as well. And this is going to be USRA, right? Is that what it's yeah. going to be? No, the USMTS. The USMTS he's talking about. USMTS, yeah. right. That's big. That's a huge thing. Why Why does it say in your headline, American Racer USRA Modified Series Acquired? What, what? Well, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. We'll yeah. talk about the USMTS schedule right, right now. Right. $100,000 to the champion. Uh, that's the same they paid out last year, right, to Rodney Sanders? Yeah. I did it in, in honor of um, and kind of in memory of, of Leon Ramirez that passed away. Yep, been 100000 the past two years, and uh, it'll be the, the Leon Ramirez Championship Trophy awarded banquet. Rodney's got it this year. Uh, boy, he was on fire this year. It just It's one of those years where he just didn't matter didn't matter what, what was thrown his way. He just really couldn't miss, and we've seen that more times than not over the course of his career. And um, He was uh, he was on fire and, and very much a deserving champion. He's He's a very honorable champion. Um, he is great for the USMTS, great for racing. Uh, Rodney's really big. What, what's cool beyond the surface of Rodney Sanders is Rodney and his dad are super involved in several other drivers' uh, programs, guys they regularly compete against and guys that are, are kind of more local racers around where, where Rodney is. And uh, They help a bunch of people, advice and parts and equipment and knowledge. And um, Rodney's just, man, he's just he's everything. When, when you think about a champion representing a series um, and, and doing everything that he needs to do, he just he just checks off every, every box on the list. And, right. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a hell of a year for that 20 team. Trenton, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, Heartline Modified Tour formed, and it's an American Racer USRA, USRA Modified Series acquired. Tell me about this and what Race and Dirt has how you guys are involved in this? The the USRA American Racer Modified Series. Now that's kind of a tongue twister. Um, it'll be in its uh, oh, what is this going to be? It's going to be its third year, I believe. Uh, third year of operation, maybe fourth year of operation. Third or fourth year here. Anyway, it was started a few years ago. Um, Todd and Janet Staley started it as a a regional. Um, USRA modified tour race around Texas, uh, Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Arkansas, um, in the, in that general area, lots of races in Texas, a few in Oklahoma, uh, centered kind of around Dallas, Fort Worth. There's a lot of racetracks in the DFW area and a lot of cars. So, um, but, but they've ran a little bit of here and there down in, in the South and it just was kind of coming to the point. Um, Todd had talked to us in the middle of the year about maybe doing something a little different with it. Uh, stick and I, and, and then Eric Chesterman, who was running it, were were pretty adamant that hey, we we need to make sure this thing stays stays after it. And we just didn't really know what the future was, and and Todd wasn't quite sure what he wanted to do. And so it was just easier. Um, and we we talked to him a, along the the whole way from the the middle of the season on, and um, w- what that could look like if if we were able to purchase that from them. And I'll tell you, just like in everything else, he's fantastic to work with. He is the best consultant that we we can can deal with um he knows the ins and outs of all of it guys he he even went so far as he he negotiated with us a little bit on 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 price to get it to a point where we could could afford to get it and operate it and then he also worked with us on the terms too so man you talk about a business transaction it it couldn't be any easier to work with and and he's 100 percent behind it usra is too 
we told him, we said, okay, so if, if we're going to do this and, and really get heavily involved in the operations, we'd like to do something for Missouri, Kansas, northern Oklahoma as well. That arms series was kind of southern right. Oklahoma. So yeah. So if, if we're going to do one, you might as well do two, basically, is, is what we came up with. And, um, I, I don't know that I don't know that we need uh, a ton more special events. Um, I can tell you Eric Chesterman had the goal of putting 22 dates on the Heartland calendar, and I think he's got 16 or 18 of them done um, right now for a, for a brand-new tour. Right. Uh, I've talked to a handful of racers that are, that are planning on running it next year. Um, the point funds are going to be similar. Um, obviously, a little bit of that will be sponsorship-dependent, um, figuring out what we can do there. So that's the press release didn't have a finite number. We've We've got kind of a target number in our head that, that we're going to work towards, and, and we're going to do our best to make sure we can, can try to get there. So um, that's all going to be paid out at the end of the year um, with, with this. So earmarking 22 dates of tour is what we're looking at. Uh, you guys you guys don't even like breaking news, do you? Do you like breaking news? We love breaking news. We love breaking news. Breaking news. I'll give you something today. Um I had a phone call with a gentleman, and we, I, can't, I can't put this one out just quite yet, but a uh, pretty good idea where the ARM series is going to start next year. But I can tell you with, uh, with certainty, let me get my calendar pulled up here on my phone, um, the Heartland uh, Modified Tour, first two races are going to be, uh, so this will be the premiere of the series, April 12th and April the 13th as part of the Battle at the Bullring at the Humboldt Speedway. How about John that? Allen, John Allen and JR were fantastic. They, they, uh, they were some of the ones that helped and talked to us along the way. And, um, you know, JR's even offered to, to call some other promoters. John Allen's offered to talk to some other people about it, too. John's been talking to some racers in the area, and they said it would be really special to them, which meant the world uh, to, to be able to host the first two dates. So they're going to be Friday, April 12th, and Saturday, April 13th. Um, the Battle of the Bull Ring is going to be a three-day race. It's going back to, to more of its traditional format as a standalone event. So the Modifieds are going to be the support class for that weekend, which is right. perfectly fine. Um, so it's going to start on the 11th. So it's going to go 11th, 12th, 13th for the, the Battle of the Bull Ring uh, for the B-Mods. The Modifieds are going to run all three nights. The first night's going to be just a track night for their regular uh, for their regular weekly purse and kind of a tune-up for the next two, 12th and 13th, and those races are both going to be 2,000 to win events. So yeah. that's the that's the standard purse. It'll be 2,000 to win races on these. So Trenton, I'm pretty, did, pretty pumped about that. Trenton, I didn't see the USMTS on the lakeside schedule. What's going on there? Oh, I didn't either, and I know I know they've talked. So I was I was kind of surprised about that too. I don't I don't really know to be quite honest. Well, we were um, we were confirmed by Ralph Palmer. We had him on uh, uh, Friday or Saturday morning show, and he said USMTS are working out the dates on it. And he also told us that the Heartland Modified Tour was going to be coming to Lakeside Speedway. Is that correct? Yeah, so I can speak for 100% on the Heartland Modified Tour, so that's great. Uh, I, di- I didn't hear that part. I listened to a bunch of the show, but I didn't hear that part of it. But, yes, um, uh, scheduled to go a couple times to Lakeside, at least uh, tentatively that's what's been agreed to there. Uh, for that tour, I don't know on the, the USMTS, to be totally honest with you. I, I think I think there are probably – I'll be more surprised if there's not an addition to the schedule. Now, I don't have any inside information on it, but – I just can't imagine that that we go a whole year and don't don't have a date on the schedule. Well, he said. I, I, I think 
so I think something will probably get done there. So I, I, I really, I, I, I just don't know right now. He said they're committed to that Grant Youngham's Memorial Race at Lakeside Speedway. He wants that. He wants you know, that to return. Just setting up a date on it, I think. Yeah, no doubt. I, I would, I would say it'll probably be there. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know. Like, so if you have to ask me, hey, what was one thing that kind of surprised you when you saw the schedule? That was the only thing that was like, oh, okay. I haven't had the chance to talk to Todd yet. It could just be as simple as I need to make a phone call and Todd say, yeah, hey, we're looking at two or three dates, which is probably, honestly, that's probably what's going on. Just knowing how that stuff typically goes. The other dates on that I, USMPS. I, 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 at the same point, too, though, you know, it used to be that all these series had to get their schedules put out of PRI. Well, PRI's too late to put schedules out now. It seems right. Like everybody's yeah. like on the week before. So I, I'm sure there was some some pressure, and, and, and you don't want to say pressure, but, like, the series is going to face a little, a little pressure to get that schedule out to just kind of keep up with the Joneses a little bit, too. So it's, it's um, I would I would almost bet anything that will be there, you know. Um, we had so initially in the first round of the schedule, um, we we had kind of wanted we wanted to go back to I seventy and said still do want to go to I seventy and um, I don't know how far along it got, but kind of the the date that was making sense with the way things lined up was actually going to be the night Morgan Wallen was playing an Arrowhead on a Thursday night. So just like that's guaranteed to be the loser. <laughs> Morgan Morgan Wallen and Arrowhead didn't didn't do us any favors there for I seventy. So. Um, I sure would like to be able to get back to there. It doesn't look like 24 is going to happen, but maybe in 25. That, that sure would be fun to get back to 70 again. When the schedule came out, the USMTS uh, national schedule came out uh, yesterday, the, the, we, we'd already had kind of a tip-off of this uh, from Johnny Allen last week, but we see the dates for the King of America are March 7th through the 9th. That's early, Hey, Trenton, Trenton that... that yeah. That doesn't that doesn't smell good for racing dirt that early in the year. Just so you know. So here's here's why I'm not too concerned. So if you if if the weather's good and you can have it, it's it, it's a grand slam event all the way around. You you you're giving yourself the, the most chance to succeed from from an event standpoint, quantity of car standpoint, streaming standpoint. Everybody's on this if you can have it now we went a lot of years that we raced that second weekend in march we had several battle at the bull rings that were at that time now the king of america has never been earlier than the third weekend in march it's it's kind of flip-flop between the third and fourth weekends of march however the past couple of years they had 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 bad weather on those weekends so they um they they split the events back um and that's why that battle at the bull ring is going to be it's going to be later um that's why the uh, the King of America is is a standalone on its own. Now there is a rain date already scheduled, uh, inclement weather. I shouldn't say rain date, an inclement weather date. Um, if if the weather's just not going to be favorable there for the King of America early in March, but I'm telling you guys, f- fingers crossed. If 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 things are all right in the world and we can race that thing that that eighth and ninth of March, holy smokes, I I'm all about it. I I, I really am. It's um, it, it's set up to, for, for everybody to be very, very successful. Well, that is the history of uh, dirt racing. Uh, if you somehow hit the jackpot and get a great weather weekend early in oh, the no year, doubt. it's going to be big. I'm, hey, we've had, I, I don't even, I, I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn on this, so don't, don't hold me to it. But man, we ran, we ran three or four or five of those battle at the bull rings that, that same exact 
time of the year um, when, when Ryan Whitworth was putting those races on that were standalone events. Um, there's no reason to think. I mean, it, it thing has every sh- – I mean, it's 50-50 at best, I'd say, probably, you know, wh- whether it – whether it rolls or doesn't that time of the year, but there's already an inclement weather day. So that's, that's why it's not such a, a big deal is, is there's already a contingency plan in place because, Hey, it could be, it could be a high of 22 degrees and, and two foot of snow on the ground too. So, you know, not likely for it to be that bad, but it could just still be miserable cold. It could rain, you know, there could be, be any number of weather scenarios there that wouldn't allow for uh, for racing to be successful. Hey, one other question I was going to ask you. The Featherlight Fall Jamboree wasn't able to be finished at Deer Creek this year. They did say that they were going to finish it in early 2024. Are they going to come back and finish up the 2023 edition of the Featherlight Fall Jamboree? I think it is there. Isn't it right there in April? I haven't looked at the... April 26th and 27th. You're right about that. Yep, yeah, I think I think I believe. Yeah, yeah I think I see that's it. right where they were were going to put it. So um, that that was the plan. You know, just as early as they could race in Minnesota, they wanted to get it on the schedule and uh, bring that thing to a conclusion. And and the, so then the the twenty four jamboree for that season has moved up a couple of weeks too. It's now on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Trenton, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us on the show today, man. RacingDirt.com is the place to watch the ASCS National Tour races, and they do a great job of doing these races. Hey, hey, just let me know if you uh, if if I need to put an application in over there, okay? Because it sounds like you yeah. got it sounds like you got a lot of work going on over there. Well, we're just trying to we're just trying to stay busy. I, I love this sport. Dick loves this sport. Our staff loves this sport, and just trying to figure out ways to, to be a little more involved in it. And, uh, you know, the crazy thing about racing is it, it takes everybody to, to make it happen, but it also takes everybody that can to, to do something to give back to it, to try to keep it strong and healthy. And, um, you know, we've made s- significant financial contributions to the sport, both b- both on and off the record. Um, and, and we have made huge influxes of revenue and in, into to racetracks over the years where we've worked at um and, and some of it just as a flat sponsorship too so i really was was kind of looking to take that next step to figure out what it was we can do and i'm you know our, our mod racing around our part of the country here is has kind of been down a little bit and i'm just hopeful maybe, maybe this is the thing you know i don't i don't have all the answers and I don't claim to, and I'm not the smartest guy at the table. I'm not the most intelligent in the room. But I can tell you, if if we have a way to figure out to try to do something to help going forward, that's that's what Stick and I are, are committed to doing for for dirt racing. Um, just as much as going to the races and 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 doing what we do is figuring out how we can always help the sport. It's it's not all about. It's not all about how much money you can put in your pocket. And, um, you know, we're, we're just fortunate to be able to be in a position where we can, can help and be involved and, and control a little bit of our own destiny, too. So hey, Trenton, it's, a, it's a wild time out there. Trenton, don't cut yourself short on smarts, bud. I know how smart you are. I've, I've, I've been around you a little bit, just so you know. We're just glad to, uh, glad to be involved. I appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks for for calling and thinking about it. And, um, this is a this is a super busy time. A lot of people might not think it's super busy in the racing world. It just 
not going to the racetracks on the weekends right now. But right. man, we're we're burning up the phones. It's it's crazy. When's yeah. the when's the groundbreaking on the new Race and Dirt uh, World Headquarters uh, office? That uh, yeah. you got so many things going on now. There's got to be a, a new complex in the works for Race and Dirt, right? We're good. We're good. We're all <laughs> we're all spread out. Everybody's doing all right. It's uh, uh, the only time you know. It's funny. The only time we really ever get together is when we're at the racetrack. It's it's a weird it's a, it's a weird dynamic. But uh, man, I, uh, I I just appreciate all our supporters and a lot of people had a lot of nice things to say and it's it's very much appreciated. Um, yeah. We're, we're we're committed to the long haul of racing, and I don't I don't plan on doing anything different in, anytime soon. I know Stick lockstep with me right there. You know, big thanks to to all the people that help us, and none of it none of it ever would have been possible uh, without, without you boys uh, showing us a lot of lot of ropes early. And I got I got endless amounts of respect for both of you, and then Todd Staley taking a chance on us um, all those years ago, and figuring out how to keep keep that thing rolling and, and be good partners to each other all these years is, is really what's made a lot of the difference and allowed a lot of this to happen. And the thing about the, the, the Heartland Modified Tour and this, this other series that you bought, uh, you know, as far as Todd Staley is looking at it, anything that can be done to help build up car count, this looks like that serves that purpose very well. So that's the goal, and, and to get, get people competing at a high enough level where they think they can can get in there and mix it with some of these USMTS races. You know, it's, it's going to be a pretty high caliber competition um, on this tour. There, there not, aren't going to be any gimmies along the way. And so it, these tours too, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned, but they're both sanctioned with USRA. So um, there's a, there's an investment in the USRA for both of these tours and they're going to help back with some, uh, some, some revenue at the end of the year is kind of how, how USRA works, but um, there's no, there, there, there's no other sanction, regardless of what's what, what's around and whatever. If if it didn't have Todd Staley's blessing and we couldn't put USRA on it, uh, that that's only two ways that was going to happen. So, hey Trenton, and, and your series is going to pay two thousand to win, right? Now they, they've had the option of, of some higher purses if some places want it. As a matter of fact, one of the gentlemen I talked to today said he thought he might might. Uh, you know, see what he could do when we, we got a little closer to. So the, the racetracks are going to have the option to do that. But, uh, yeah, it, it's all going to be set on a, a minimum of 2000 to win um, yeah. purse. No doubt. Yep. Trenton, thanks for taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod In Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Thank you so much for taking the time with us, bud. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Same to you. Have, have a great week. Hey, what we need to talk to you about the uh, – the gateway over at the dome here. You're going to be working over there for that as well, right? I'm going to I'm going to Indy this week. I'm going to St. Louis next week, and I think it's two weeks after that I'm leaving to go to Vado to Wild West Shootout. So, yep, I got a lot. No time off for Trenton Berry. Yep, no doubt. That's just the way I like it. Thank you guys. All right, thanks. Trent. See you, Trenton. There you have it, Trenton Berry from RacingDirt.com. Again. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more right here on Mostly Motorsports when we get back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. 
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them 
for us. We want to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in an on-wing spread car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Uh, before we get into our Casey Schumann interview, we we want to talk a, a little bit about Chet Krishner. He is leaving USAC, and he doesn't know where he's going to go. But he's, it, I think, a lot of people think that he might consider being the high limit announcer what do you think kirk you think he'd be I good have over no there? idea i don't know who they're thinking about in that role i i'm not a clue i it could be chet christner but it might be somebody else too i don't know we'll have to wait and see about that but blake anderson is not going to be there we know blake anderson's not going to do it we know that that right. that's the case uh and, and and i i think that there's a a high possibility that he could be the high limit announcer could be yeah i i just don't know uh but you know chet give us a little bit of a hint on that when we had him on the air uh last uh, last week about a week ago we you know we were talking at the end of the interview about uh, okay uh what do you do in your off season he said there is no off season he listed off all the things he was going to do leading up to the next year he had uh uh, was going to be at the Tulsa Shootout, uh, first of all, at the PRI show, the Tulsa Shootout doing some content, and there's going to be a couple of other events. And then he said, after that, I don't know where I'm going to be. I, that was a tip-off right there then. Right. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't coming back, and I, I'm kicking myself. I wished I had said, okay, are you coming back to USAC next year? I didn't ask him that question. You know, you always think, oh, I wished I'd asked him that question, but well, he's not, uh, not coming back and do the – be the voice of what USAC I, next what year. What I think is strange, January, I don't know, last, I guess this is just a year old post. Yeah, he he didn't say, he didn't give us any indication really what he was going to do. I I don't think he's going, my personal opinion, I don't think he's going to the high limits, but that's just my personal opinion. Right. How do you know that? I'm just, I think they would have already, like, 
made the announcement on that. If it would have been a big grab like that, I think they're going to be moving somebody that's. Uh, I I would agree with you on that, Tom. I mean, that's just my yeah. only opinion. I haven't. I know. I know less people in the business than anybody here. So, like I said, I don't have any oars in the. But that's just what my feeling is well the way i gather it he's still going to do some things for flow because he talked about uh yeah. doing some content at the tulsa shootout right. and still doing some things for yeah. uh flow racing and if you remember at the million at eldora this year he and blake anderson were the announcers up in the booth so i'm not ruling that out that chet christner is going to do high limit racing but uh, i'm not ready to say he is either um just just so pete Pete just chimed in. He said, breaking news, Zeb Weish, Rudine Racing, joining High Limit Series in 2024. And we just tried to get Zeb Weish on the air a little while he's ago. Go he's going to be on the show with us next week. Next Monday. I, uh, I reached out to Zeb uh, this morning, and uh, I, I said, love to have you on. He uh, texted back, said, understandably, won't be able to make it today. I under uh, no, he said I unfortunately won't be able to make it today. Sorry. We will have to get another time set up. Sorry for the late reply. Ben busy explanation point. So what he, he he's saying that he'll be on with us next week, right? And I said not a problem. How about next Monday? He said that should work. Thanks and two thumbs up. So he'll be on next Monday with us. Yep, no doubt. So yeah, that's uh, that's big news. Full time with the high limit. We thought that was coming. Rudine Racing, uh, you know, with Skagit Speedway and. All of that going on, we, we that's not a surprise that mm -hmm. Zeb Wise and the number 26, the reigning All-Stars champion, would be go full limit with the High Limit Series. Well, Kirk, set up this uh, Casey Schumann interview for us. Casey Schumann is the general manager at the dirt track at I-70 Motorsports Park. We had him on Saturday morning talking about the announcements uh, made on Friday, three dates of the High Limit Series, a weekend date in early June next year, an October 8th date, uh, a midweek show for the High Limit Series, part of the midweek tour, and uh, some other things going on at I-70 Motorsports Park. Interesting interview. In case you didn't hear it, here's a little bit of that interview from Saturday morning with Casey Schumann. And joining us now on the show is a, a good friend of the Racing Boys, Casey Schumann. Casey, how you doing? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Hey, we're doing pretty good, man. And uh, it it looks like you're on board with the the high limit race. Uh, I, I I'm thinking that uh, that that's a pretty big deal, pr pretty big catch for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's something we we actually almost got done last year we were actually on their schedule last year and some things had to move around on their end and um so yeah it's it's a it's a huge deal for us to to not only land them once but to be able to get them twice in the year and and bring back the routine race to i-70 and um and then have their their finale of their weekday races you know their their final one where they'll crown a champion there there with us in october so uh, a lot of a lot of exciting stuff around that. A lot of uh, obviously a lot of talk on the internet and and around the pit areas about about the whole high limit and outlaw thing. And um, we're excited to have them. Yeah, and that's June seventh and eighth. It's going to pay ten thousand dollars on the first night and twenty six thousand dollars on the second night. Um, how how do you come 
to agreement on the amount of money that they pay out for those races. That has all to redeem, doesn't it? Well, yeah, that particular event is something that Rudine has done the last few years, and uh, and it's it's always been a twenty six thousand win race. Um, so, I mean, that one kind of kind of was built in. Now, before we we had that Rudine race, we did have a, a different date set up with them. Um, but like most of their most of their standard stuff, they're trying to do this year is is uh, like a prelim night would be ten, and then the final night would be twenty. Um, but obviously Rudine's put a little more in to, to get it up to 26. So right. a lot of that type of stuff, when it's a big series like that, um, they kind of have their standard purses. And then if, if you want to try and add to it or bring some sponsors to it and stuff like that, then, then we can definitely do that. You know, it, it, it seems like a lot of the racetracks from our area, us 36 is going to have a world of outlaw event, but Lakeside's going to have an event. You're going to have an event. Lucas Oil Speedway is going to have an event. Lake Ozark Speedway is going to have an event. And Eagle Raceway is going to pay $50,000 for their race up there at uh, Eagle Raceway. Um, a lot of racetracks in this area are picking up on the High Limit Series, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. And, and I mean, it's, it's kind of it's, – it's interesting. I mean, you know, I, I can remember a few years ago where where you might get a a World of Outlaw race once a year around that area. So, um, you know, definitely having having the two groups and splitting things up a little bit. Uh, I know it's gonna it's gonna affect you know some race teams making some decisions, but it also is given the opportunity for for fans to uh, to see some some really big racing and see a lot of really good racers. Um, you know, maybe a little more often. You know, I, I, I've been saying this for some time. 410 Racing is making a comeback because, you know, there was a point there where 360 Racing was kind of dominant there for a little bit. You know, when they had all the stars over there with 360 Racing with the ASCS National Tour. But it, it seems like to me that, 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 that there's so many teams. How many teams do you think they're, they're going to have out there on the tour? you think this year uh i honestly i i, I feel like both sides are gonna end up 12 i mean I, I bet they start out with 14 or 15 and probably end with you know 12 to 14 teams i mean i you know it's there's a lot of really really strong 410 sprint car teams in this country and um you know a, a lot of times if you know just you just have one big group and there's only those 14 spots available you know for the tow money and the incentives and stuff like that and and uh, but it doesn't mean there's only 14 good teams in the country. You know, there's right. there's a lot of them. You know, there's a lot of teams that have really good equipment and, and really good racers. They just, uh, you know, maybe it hasn't made sense financially for them to, to branch out yet. Um, but I mean, you know, talking with Brad and Kyle and um, them kind of running across the list of names that they they either have committed or or believe they are pretty close to getting to commit. Um, I think they're going to have a strong strong roster. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, and the Outlaws will will have some good good ones too. But um, I, I just I think that there's there's a lot of opportunity for some teams to really to, to step out and, and go travel a little bit and make some money this year, which is a good thing. Right. Did, I, I've got to ask you this question: Did the world of Outlaws reach out to you guys? Uh, well, I, I mean, obviously, there's there's I, I worked with them for four years, and right as soon as I took the job at I seventy, I, I was reaching out you know, a lot, probably bugging them, you know, trying to get the right. outlaws, uh, to come back and, and really with, with very little, uh, very little success, very, very little conversation. 
um, the conversations didn't really get heated up and, and going until the high limit things, you know, until we had high limit. Um, you know, once we got once we got a couple dates with the high limit deal, then all of a sudden they were uh, there was there was some more conversations going on. I, I think but, everybody assumed because you worked for the Outlaws for four years that the Outlaws were going to come back to I seventy. I think that there was a lot of people that thought that, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, I, I'm, I would assume there was, um, and I, I mean, I, I really hoped and, and tried to make that happen. Um, and there was, there was a, a, a small possibility here in the last few weeks that we could have got a date, um, you know, for next year. But it just, uh, you know, some of the stuff that they they needed us to do, and and the timing of it, and the schedule, and you know, it would have been something really late in October, and and the weather wasn't going to be very good, and. And they just they just had a few uh, stipulations that that made it to where I, I just I didn't know that it was the right thing to do. So right, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I've I I tried to leave the door open to if they needed something or if they, you know, if if something popped up that they needed a place to go, I, I would I would gladly entertain that idea. KC, uh, the first ever event at uh, I-70 Motorsports Park, the refurbished Motorsports Park. Uh, was the world of outlaws and it seemed to be a successful event and this all before you showed up what happened how come they didn't come right back uh well i mean without getting into it too deep um you know there was there was just some i think there was some disagreements on some the way things were handled um throughout that night and and you know when they got done with everything i just i think that you know both sides probably didn't see exactly eye to eye on some things um, right. and like you said, it was before me. So obviously I, I wasn't there, but uh, you know, I was working for the outlaws at the time and, and was on some phone calls that, that this stuff did get brought up and, um, they just, they just had some issues that, that, uh, that seemed like it was very hard for them to get over. So, right. um, it's, uh, it, it's unfortunate. Like I said, I, you know, seeing the videos and the pictures from the place that weekend, I mean, it was obviously a packed house and, um, obviously a, su- a successful event. Um, but they just, they just had some issues and, and, uh, you know, I've tried to kind of mend that fence a little bit and, and, you know, get everyone past that point. And, and, and I think we were really close this year. Like I said, we, you know, there was, there was an outside chance of, of getting them back for this year, but, um, you know, when it, it comes down to business, you know, business is business and, uh, you know, we just, we, we had to, had to make a decision that I felt was right for the business this year. And, and like I said, it's, there's no no hard feelings on my end. I mean, you know, if they called me tomorrow or if I see them at PRI next week and they they need something or need a date or, you know, need to fill in somewhere, um, I'm I'm definitely open to it. Uh, nobody uh, understands more than yourself of what that's like to be a racer and also turn into a promoter, and you understand where Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet are coming from, uh, to be on one side and now you're on the other. Uh, is it is it as simple as boy you throw a lot of money out there, people ought to drivers and teams ought to show up and it looks like that's what Kyle and Brad are doing here. Well, I mean, you, you know that that sounds simple, but you know, like some of the right. stuff we've done in the past with war and everything, you know, sometimes more money doesn't necessarily mean more cars or more fans. Um, right. You know, there's a lot of other things that you gotta you gotta put in place and a lot of other things that you gotta do at an event to to you know make it work and. Um, obviously Brad and Kyle both have been in the sport for a long time. Um, and, and everyone involved with high limit, you know, Mike Hess and, 
and uh, Kevin Naus is there now, Kendra Jacobs, Brian Walker, like the, the whole group, um, they are like, they are part of sprint car racing. They've, they've grown up doing it. They've raced, they've been involved. Um, so, you know, I, I'm just, I'm excited to work with that group. Um, they've got a ton of passion for trying to, trying to make things different, make things bigger, make things better. Um, you know, and, and I mean, obviously money is one of them. I mean, it, everything's more expensive. Um, you know, it's, it's not like any of this stuff, motors and tires and stuff isn't getting cheaper. So, um, they understand that they need to figure out a way to pay, pay more. And, and they've, I think they've figured that out. I think they've figured out some ways to move some things around. Um, you know, probably take a little less from their side as far as sanction fees and stuff and be able to spread that out among the team. So, um, just, uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited just cause it's a, uh, a fresh deal with a bunch of people that are really passionate to make it work. So I think it'll be really good. What are some of the things that you believe Kyle and Brad will deliver to both fans and teams that the World of Outlaws wasn't doing? Um, well, I mean, and I, I don't, I, excuse me, I don't want to make it sound like like I, I, the Outlaws are failing. I mean, I, right. you know, I, they they are obviously been the the leader in this area for a very long time, and that there's a reason for that. Um, but like I said, it's just some some fresh new ideas and some passionate people. You know, is when it comes to the fan experience and the you know everything. Every conversation myself and Brad have had so far about this whole deal is really to try and make it an event. You know, it, it, we don't want it to be another just another night at the races. Um, so just just their focus and some of their new ideas as far as trying to make each one an event. Um, obviously, Kyle, you know, just just being Kyle and being there um, right, yeah. brings a lot of people and a lot of attention to these these things but you know a lot of their resources too and, and a lot of kyle's you know contacts and stuff through the nascar deal and um you know there i just think they have a ton of a ton of resources to do a lot of really cool things um and and they want to you know i mean it, you know there's it's not just a job for them it's not just a job for anyone that that, that they have hired um they all are really passionate and want to want to do a lot of cool things to make it make it special so that's that's cool I, I think a lot of people are going to be camping out out there at I-70 Speedway because there's a lot of races that's going on right around this area. You, you've got I-70, you've got Eagle, you've got Lake Ozark Speedway, you've got Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri. I think there's going to be a lot of campers traveling around with those series, don't you think? I do, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's you know that's one thing that I know they, they want to really do is a lot of uh, – like two day type events and, and, you know, bring that aspect into it. And, and that's something we want to try and do, um, you know, at, over the winter here, we're going to add some, some camping spots with some hookups and everything. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's a, there's a stretch there through June that, you know, you could stay within a couple hours of Kansas city and, and see a lot of really, really good racing. So um, I think it's, I think it's all positive. I think it's all positive for the, the area, you know, and, and, you know, for our, our Kansas City area, and it's it's all positive for wing sprint car racing. Hey, let me let me ask you a question outside of the 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 dirt track. How is the how's the drag strip coming? Is is it moving along pretty good? Uh, it looks like they've got it paved. Do they have it paved yeah. out there? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, ever since uh, you know since Scott Higgs kind of took over the deal, and um, really from day one, I, they've if it's not raining or snowing, they've been out there working and. Uh, you know, they've got the track pretty much, I think the track itself is done. Um, they've got a lot of the bleachers up. They've got the, the scoreboards up at the end. They've got the lights up. 
Um, they've paved a lot of the parking areas. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've been working their butt off and, and really have got, got a lot of progress done. And, um, obviously there's, there's some more work to do, but they've, uh, they've got a lot of it done and, and it's looking really cool. So, uh, don't you think that the drag strip will add to, to your, um, to your benefit to see a, a few more people out there, maybe get some of the drag racing people to be involved with the dirt track. Do you feel like that's going to happen? Oh, I, it definitely can't hurt. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, some of the stuff we did this year was, was just to try and get some people out to, to the facility that maybe have never been there. Um, you know, with that end of year harvest fest thing and, um, you know, just, just trying to get some eyes on the place. So I, I think it'll definitely bring, bring some more eyes to the place, bring a lot more people out. Um, you know, we, we, I, I met with him a couple weeks ago and trying to figure out some ways we can do some things together. Um, obviously it's, it's going to be difficult to really try and do some events on the same days or, you know, in conjunction just because of the way the parking situation is. And, and I mean, their starting line is so close to our turn three and four to where I, I think, you know, maybe some dust or dirt might be an issue on the racetrack, but, um, I, I definitely think it'll bring some new eyes and, and, uh, we're going to try and work together on, on some events and even some co-promotion type stuff to where, you know, when they have people out there, we're, uh, we're kind of trying to pump up and, and promote the dirt track and vice versa. When do we see a final schedule posted of your events? Uh, I would say it'll probably be next week. Um, really, I'm, I would say I'm 95% done. Uh, just waiting on a couple couple calls to maybe add a couple events or, or hoping to add a couple events. Um, but we're we're about there, and probably next week around PRI, we'll go ahead and put it out when every, everyone else does. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Casey, we can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time to join us on the show today, man. We can't thank you enough and just so you know um kirk and i we're gonna buy one of those rv spots out there just so you perfect know. yeah perfect so heck yeah yeah okay but thank you so much for being on the show appreciate it there you have it casey schumann joining us on the show that was saturday morning on track talk and We've been doing that show for 23 years. Kirk and I have been doing that show together. And, um, man, it's been a long time. We've been doing that show for a long time, haven't we, Kirk? Yeah, we certainly have. You know, just listen to Casey right there. That That is more of a challenge now to schedule events around that drag strip. Uh, so we'll see how that works out because you know uh, that drag strip is going to be used a lot. I, I think the drag strip is going to enhance the dirt track a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I think it'll help everything, yeah, because yeah. it'll bring more eyeballs to the racetrack, so more mm -hmm. more fans. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if drag racing fans can get exposed to the dirt track, they become dirt racing fans, and there'll be a few – Dirt racing fans, it'll be drag racing fans. Absolutely, yeah. But maybe weren't before, so that that's where that all comes in. So yeah, I think all of that's going to help. Yeah, I don't. I don't think for a minute it could hurt, like he was saying. Other than the dirt, maybe like he was saying, they may not run some events on the same at the same time with the dirt coming well, over on the thing. But yeah, because they'll ha they'll have to clean that drag strip <laughs> yeah. every time they run yeah. the dirt track. Yeah, yeah, because they like to put the sticky stuff down on right. them when you yeah. do when you get on that. Because you're right, racing the on the on the dirt track I, that's going to put some dust out on the drag. I, strip. I believe that that is that track all concrete all yeah. the way from the no, end. Just uh, I think uh, the first. Uh, 
the first, uh, I forget, 600 feet, something like that's concrete, rest asphalt. I don't know. It, it looked to me like it was all concrete. Yeah, I haven't been. I haven't seen it, but it, it looked to me like it was. But boy, I don't know. You I, could be right. I think it'll be. A, it's going to be, be a right. win-win this year. That, They're going to be sure. busier this year than they were last year out there. That's for sure. They've yeah. got a lot more events scheduled. So, mm-hmm. just got the news this morning that Iowa Speedway has sold out its NASCAR Week uh, Cup date in June of next year. They've sold it out. Of course, they don't have a, as near as many seats as Kansas. Well, they've Speedway, only got thirty thousand so. seats up there, Kirk. I think they added they added some temporary seats in there, but yeah, it's not nearly as big as Kansas Speedway. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, they've sold it out for the Cup race in June of next year. Also, one other note: uh, Casey Kane will be racing the full High Limit Series wow. next year in the number nine car. You're not surprised by that? No, I I am Casey, a little bit because Casey Kane. And Brad Sweet are connected to the hip. Yeah, but I, right, but I, and, and I, I never felt like for one moment that Casey Kane wasn't going to run the. I didn't think he would run series. the full schedule. Well, I didn't. I, thought I didn't think he would run the full schedule because I figured he'd run some outlaw dates because his uh, sponsor Caravan also has a uh, tie over at the World of Outlaws. So yeah, I figured he'd be uh, more I thought outlaw. he would run some high-limit races and some World of Outlaw events. That's I, where I thought he would I, go, but I, Casey's going to run the whole high-limit series. I, I never thought for a second that he wasn't going to run the well, high-limit series. I still think he'll run some World of Outlaw events. But well, they'll run in March. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's committed to run the full high-limit series in uh, 2024. Yeah, no doubt. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in to uh, Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod In Supply featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We can't thank Trenton Barry, Casey Schumann, Brian Holbert for being on the show today. It, it's been a really good show. And thanks to everybody that tunes into the show each and every week. We can't thank you enough for doing so. Um, and what, what, what do you. I was just going to say, we got Zeb Wise committed for next Monday. Yeah. And working on Austin McCarl, who won the 410 Sprint Car Championship up at Knoxville this year. So Kirk, you haven't had much him You on. haven't had much luck. I didn't have any luck this weekend. No. I reached out to Justin Grant, to Jacob Allen, to Zeb Wise and Austin McCarl. I struck out on all of them this yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But Zeb, to his credit, responded back. And so I appreciate him for doing that. Yep, no doubt. Zeb Wise will be on the show next Monday right here on Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. For Todd Surprise, for my partner Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week right here on Mostly Motorsports. Go harder. 
faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years.